You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and now the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on Draft Lottery Day. We've got a Draft Lottery special here in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. We're going to look at three things. First, how this works. We're just going to cover the basics. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. It's always good to get a refresher on what's going on because things have changed even from last year. Then we're going to look at what's at stake for the Pelicans here. How could things play out in multiple ways and then we're going to wrap up with a best case scenario almost for the Pelicans or a couple of best case scenarios depending on maybe where their pick falls so a lot to get to and we're going to dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. All right, so brief rundown on the NBA draft lottery, how it works, why it's a thing, and all of that business. So this has been put in the league now for a number of years, basically to deter tanking. Sometimes you can get a player so transcendent, number one overall, it kind of remakes your franchise overnight. And a lot of teams lose on purpose to try and get that type of player. LeBron James, Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwon, I think this was instituted because of him, because of obvious tanking when it came to that. Um, Anthony Davis as well. And now kind of for Zion Williams in the presumed number one overall pick. You don't want teams losing and trotting out bad lineups, bad rosters, because it's just not fun. This is why the NBA wanted Anthony Davis to keep playing, even though the Pelicans didn't want to play him because of his trade request. You still need to put a competitive product out on the court, and that's the goal. So the lottery's always worked because it means the team with the worst record doesn't necessarily get the number one overall pick. And for years and years and years, it was the worst three teams all kind of had a a staggering percentage to get the top three or to get the top pick and kind of it worked in reversed order. So if you were the worst team in the league, you had a 25% chance at getting that number one overall pick and it kind of went down from there. The lottery is for or was for the top three spots, but now they've opened it up a little bit more and changed it around because you know what? There were still teams tanking plenty of games. I'm looking at you, Philadelphia 76ers, for a chance at the number one one overall pick. Now it's a lottery for the top four teams instead of the top three, meaning other teams can kind of jump up in there and you have a better chance at getting it. So if you finish seven or eight, you have a better chance of getting a top three, top four pick than you would have in years past. So it discourages tanking because of that. And now the three worst teams in the league all have an equal shot at the number one overall pick. That's 14%. So it changed from what it was before. So now if you finish with the third worst record, you're just as good as the team with the worst record in terms of getting a chance for the number one overall pick. So that's kind of why everything's there. So the top or the worst three teams have 14% chance at getting the number one overall pick. And they all have a 52.1% chance of landing in the top four. Teams behind you can jump. The Pelicans are currently slotted seven here in the lottery. And basically it means if four teams jump you, the worst you're going to be able to do is drop four spots. And that's if basically four long shots kind of jump up 
and maybe it depends on where your team is standing in there. So worst case is you jump or best case you jump into the top four. Worst case you drop four spots. So the Pelicans will be picking no worse than 11th here in this upcoming NBA draft. Hopefully they just at least stay at seven or if not a little bit higher would be pretty cool. They have no chance at the five or six pick. It's a lottery just for the top four. So if you don't get one of those, you're just kind of dependent on what the other teams are doing. You can't get the five, six, seven, eight, nine, if you're lower than that. So basically that's how it works. So for New Orleans, where do they stand in this? They want a tiebreaker with Memphis and Dallas for the seventh spot. Seven, eight, and nine all finished with the same record, meaning they're gonna have the same odds. And the tiebreaker basically means you get like an extra combination if there is any. Um, and I'm not sure if they're gonna be all if there are in this case or not. It also basically means that if things go chalk or no teams jump, you're ahead of those teams. So they're in seven instead of nine. And this is important because they could have been picking 13th or so if teams behind them jumped up. Now they they won't be. Simple as that. So the Pelicans at seven alongside Memphis and Dallas have a 26.3% chance at the top four at a top four pick and a 6% chance at number one overall. It's done with an official lottery. They use lottery balls like what you see on TV. It's done by what Ernst and Young or KPMG, one of those in New York audited. It's very official. There's going to be someone locked away in a room. That's going to be David Griffin, vice president of basketball operations for the Pelicans. And then on the stage, it's going to be Alvin Gentry, who's kind of representing the team. So I think that's what you're going to be, who you're going to be seeing out there. And these are the odds of what the Pelicans have a chance of getting here. And we're going to look at what's at stake for this team now with those odds in mind coming up. But before we get to that, there's going to be a lot of news coming. So make sure you are up to date with everything Pelicans by subscribing to Locked On Pelicans through the Himalaya podcast app. Go to your app store, download Himalaya, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans, and you'll also be getting personally curated playlists from Himalaya, giving you the type of content you want to hear. So go to your app store, download the Himalaya podcast app, and subscribe to Locked On Pelicans. So how important of a night is this for your New Orleans Pelicans? And the answer is... Well, it depends, but on the high side of everything, this has potential to be just straight up franchise altering. Not only does New Orleans have a chance at a top four pick, ideally the number one overall pick um, in a pretty top heavy draft with some very big, good difference making players, but you also have potential to get another lottery pick, another top three or four pick potentially in a trade for Anthony Davis. There's a chance that the... Um, the Boston Celtics get the second overall pick, I believe. There's a chance that Memphis falls out of the top eight and Boston gets their pick as well. So that's two picks in the lottery for Boston, potentially. They also have Sacramento's right now at 14 overall. But then you have a team like the New York Knicks who are in play for Anthony Davis and they land a top four pick, which they should. There's potential for a move there. A team like Chicago, who could bounce up to number one overall, take one or two from them. They might be able to get in the running for Anthony Davis as well. So there's a lot of potential for New Orleans, not only to get a good draft pick themselves with their own pick, but also to get another difference maker. If you can somehow land one and two or one and three or two and three, I guess we want to look at all the combinations of it. You're looking at a team that may be centered around Zion Williamson and John 
John Morant or Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett or John Morant and R.J. Barrett. That has a way to impact your team for, I don't want to call it a generation, but seven, eight, nine, ten years down the line. You build teams around young, cheap talent and draft picks for the most part. And if you get two guys on cost-controlled rookie deals, and then you sign with that mini-max extension when they're up after those four years and they're still underpaid compared to what they're contributing, you have cap room to add players to the team to make trades as well. Look at a team like Philadelphia who managed to swing trades for Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris in less than three months, two months, whatever it was. And that's what New Orleans wants to try and emulate, should try and emulate. And this is at stake for him. That's almost a best-case scenario. I'll explain what a better-case scenario would be coming up. But right now, that's what's at stake for New Orleans tonight. The 6% chance to get number one overall for them or a 26.3% chance at landing in the top four. That is very, very big. If that happens, everything's good after that because another team will likely use one of those top picks to move for Anthony Davis, and you're good. You're looking at two top four picks there and a draft that has three big guys up front, or not big, but three main guys that you want to draft up front. And then it gets still pretty good kind of in the middle. So even if things don't go well for New Orleans and they stay at seven, let's say, you still could end up with one and two, one or two and seven. Still not too bad depending on the teams that kind of jump up and move around. So this shapes the franchise for years to come if everything goes well for them because, again, cheap guys on rookie deals are how you want to build this franchise going forward. Hit on those draft picks. It's basically as simple as that. You do that, you have the path or a clear path assuming players develop, there's no injuries. Let's just assume a best case scenario here. But you have a very clear path on how to retool this team into being a contender. And you've got Drew Holiday here to teach guys to be a bridge. It works out perfectly for everything this team would want. So there is a lot at stake. And if things go well for New Orleans, things are really going well for New Orleans tonight in the NBA draft lottery. So obviously tomorrow we're going to be recapping the draft lottery, what it means for the Pelicans, and how the picture becomes much more clear about where Anthony Davis will be heading. And of course, when you get in your car Wednesday morning, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pelicans for the latest episode of Locked on Pels covering everything you want to know about the draft lottery. Again, when you get in your car first thing in the morning, tell your podcast or tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pelicans. All right, so what's the best case scenario for the New Orleans Pelicans in the NBA Draft Lottery tonight? Very easy. Get the number one overall pick. Yes, it's as simple as that. Get the number one overall pick. Anything else I'm less concerned about because you can flip Anthony Davis, and at that point, who cares? You've got Zion Williams. That's Williamson. That's pretty damn cool. So obviously them getting the number one overall picks, the most important part, but let's say they don't get number one overall. And we kind of remove that from the equation. What's the best case scenario for new Orleans. Then it's probably that they jump into the top three, top four, maybe it's two, three or four, not number one overall. And then the Knicks getting the top overall pick. The Pelicans obviously have been scouting some of the guys we've heard about Kevin Knox in particular, and they're probably keen to make a deal with New York, even if they don't land the number one overall pick, but you want them to because you want Zion Williamson here in New Orleans. So if New York gets number one overall, uh, New Orleans gets two, maybe Chicago gets three, 
That's a pretty good situation for the Pelicans because then you have two teams that you could potentially trade with in New York and Chicago that also have top three picks. So New York, obviously, getting the number one overall. They, I don't want to say they would assuredly flip it to New Orleans, but I have to believe that the team would feel confident. I feel pretty confident about that. And I think you'd see a, get a deal get done, particularly if they think they can sign a guy like Kevin Durant. Maybe if Anthony Davis is already there in New York, it makes that just even more appealing for him to come to New York, play for the Knicks, team up with Anthony Davis, and start a super team since, I don't know, it just seems like Kevin Durant wants out of Golden State, even though that's maybe not the smartest move from a basketball legacy perspective. So New York gets number one overall, Pelicans get two, Chicago gets three because Chicago has weirdo ownership and you could potentially build a package around some of their players. I think that's kind of a good thing there too. Um, and it would be a little bit more interesting. It's AD's hometown. Maybe they bank on that being able to re-sign him and maybe they just kind of feel like they want to win now. And you could maybe build a package around that third overall pick in Larry Markinen, or maybe you do that package around Wendell Carter Jr., and the third overall pick, you can maybe throw Chris Dunn in there as well, a guy the Pelicans had eyes on in the NBA draft a couple of years ago. I'd even take back Zach Levine and his bad contract if you had to, because you're not necessarily going to be the most competitive team over the next couple of years if you're flipping it, say, for the third pick and then a rookie from last year. And so, you know what? Eat the money to get better assets back, maybe an additional first pick or so, maybe two. And I think that works a little bit more in your favor because you're using your cap space and what you have in a trade to kind of get even more assets, which is what this team should be doing. It also then maybe puts more pressure on New York to trade the number one overall pick for Zion Williamson, or if they're not going to do it, maybe it puts more pressure on Boston to put together a really big package of assets because you want as many suitors as possible out here for New Orleans. So New York getting the top pick overall, best case scenario almost for New Orleans if they're not allowed to have number one. Also jumping into the top three themselves would be good, keeping the Bulls in there too because I think they have an outside chance at potentially making a run at Anthony Davis. Other important things to keep an eye on, where do the Lakers fall? Because they were close on a deal at the trade deadline of maybe sending Anthony Davis out to LA for that package of young guys. It just wasn't enough. But if all of a sudden they land a top three pick, top four pick, the number one overall pick, you can bet they'll move that for Anthony Davis to pair him alongside LeBron James, particularly with all the turmoil that they've had. The Lakers, who are 11th in the lottery, 9.4% chance at top four and a 2% chance at number one overall. So if things break their way, maybe they jump up, get that top pick. You could see that potentially being moved for New Orleans. So maybe the best case scenario is Knicks one, Pelicans two, Bulls three, Lakers four, or some sort of combination of all of those. Basically, you want to come out of this draft with two top four picks, ideally, particularly two in the top three. Even if it's second and th uh, third, I think that would be okay. But that's where you want these lottery balls to fall. New York, get the number one overall pick if the Pelicans can't. Chicago, jump up in there too. Maybe the Lakers as well. A lot of people are talking about Atlanta. 
I just do not see it happening. They have a very young, exciting team built around Trey Young and John Collins. You'd almost want one of those in a deal for Anthony Davis, and I can't imagine they're going to trade either one of those guys right now because they don't feel like they're going to be competing very much in the future. They do have two lottery picks. They have theirs. They're slotted at five. 42.1% chance at the top four, 10.5% chance at number one overall. They also have Dallas's potential lottery pick as well, Um, depending on how it falls. I'm trying to see if it is protected, um, protected one through five. So as long as Dallas doesn't jump up into the top four, then it's going to go to Atlanta, so likely around nine. So that's the same odds there for New Orleans. They have two. I just don't necessarily see them moving it for Anthony Davis, given that Trey Young was a rookie. John Collins will be in his third year. I don't think you want to accelerate the growth too much. We saw that be a problem here in New Orleans when you trade for established NBA guys and the rookies just aren't ready to do it just yet. Their team looks pretty set up for the future. We'll see, though. It's Anthony Davis. If you believe in your culture and you think you can get him to resign, maybe you do move it. Uh, move heaven and earth for him. Two lottery picks potentially are going to be able to do that as well for Atlanta. I'd maybe give them a 1% chance of this happening. I don't really see that being an option. I don't see Phoenix, who's slated third, really being an option because he's almost assuredly not going to resign there. Everyone keeps throwing out the Monty Williams connection. I don't know if AD wants to play for Monty Williams again. I'm just going to leave it at that. Cleveland, you can't imagine he would be re-signing there um, if he gets traded. So why would they give up a top three pick for him? Probably not. They're not going to be good next year either unless they think Kevin Love coming back healthy alongside Colin Sexton and Anthony Davis is a, I don't know, Eastern Conference contender. Maybe, probably not though. I think they would be foolish to move for Anthony Davis, but if they want to and they got the top pick, hey, go for it, Cleveland. We've seen you do stupider things. But ideal scenario, New York one, Pels two, Chicago three. We can throw the Lakers at four. I think that's what you're hoping for. That gives them the most trade partners for Anthony Davis while also getting a top pick themselves. That's how you end up with two picks in the top four. That's what you want coming out of the lottery tonight. We'll now just wait and see if it happens. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Don't forget in your car in the morning, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pelicans and subscribe to the podcast through the Himalaya podcast app. As always, I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter. Good luck, Pels, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the results of the NBA Draft Lottery. 